Turned in less than a week. This is episode 47 of this, Lucha World. This is the quickest turnaround time for a podcast that we've ever done. No, ever. actually, probably not. Slam and Stanley, I think we did a few that were like... Yeah, we did bad. a few... Because we got interviews, I think, and we had to do them that day. This that is week. true. Yes, with Slam and Stan, we'd do it rapid fire. Every two weeks, we did them. But I think... Is, this is actually the fastest. This is. I don't this think is, we've ever... Yeah. I don't think we've ever done another episode in less than a week after Yeah. Yeah. Less than a week, because we did one. When did we do the last one? I think it was like... Monday. Yeah. Monday, right? <laughs> Tuesday. We did a Tuesday. Tuesday, because yeah. I remember we did, I watched Puebla then Tuesday, and then I we're set it up. We're making tracks here. Yeah. We're, we're going up in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, well, uh, we're doing this episode. We're recording it on September 20th. Want to give a happy birthday to local boy Gori Chavez, one of Los Angeles's Lucha Libre Pioneers. Yes, I said Los Angeles wrong. Uh, uh, w- one of the first wrestlers I ever saw at Hadco Plaza back in 1981, and one of the finest. And just wish there was more video footage of him. And also want to say we have received Mark Cole's Odessa Steps magazine. It's so cool to see that the fanzine hard copy is still alive and well. Really cool illustration. Doctor Alchemia rises again, and featuring Ray Hechicero. Yes, Ray Hechicero on the cover. Lots of cool stuff in this issue, including lots of coverage of the 82nd anniversary show. It's a preview: Atlantis versus Sombra. Wonder yeah. who won that? I don't know. I'm, yeah, that's how bad my memory's getting. I, yeah. I, I probably already forgot who won that match. Well, that means I could watch it again and be excited. Uh, there's a lot, but there's lots of fun stuff in this issue. Uh, interviews with Ray Hechicero, Zuxis, and Marco Corleone. A uh, story on Shalanga Mask. Uh, really good article by Steve Sims on Negro Casas. Uh, remembering Eric Caden, I was very moved that... He did a tribute to Hollywood's own Eric Caden, who we lost on May 18th. 
And a really cool story on Lucha Libre as covered in the Love and Rockets comic. And a short interview with Jamie Hernandez, who recounts uh, being a wrestling fan in L.A. in the 60s and 70s and seeing the early days when Piper was just coming on the scene, TNT Tom Jones. Just that interview alone... uh, you know, got a nostalgic rush going for me of the 1970s L.A. Lucha scene. Um, they briefly mentioned the famous incident where Gilbert Hernandez was at the L.A. Sports Arena and uh, with his girlfriend, who is now his wife, Carol, tried to take pictures of Adrian Adonis in uh, the lobby at the L.A. Sports Arena, and Adonis, who was coked out of his mind, got in their faces. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> and uh, that was my first introduction to Love and Rockets. I was in a comic book store. This is the thin version of Adrian Adonis, right? Um, you know, relatively thin. Yes, not. relatively thin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was right. I've used relatively thin a lot lately. <laughs> like when mentioning luchadors and stuff. This is when he's still thin enough to do that great upside-down bump, mm. the Ray Stevens bump in the turnbuckle, and... Uh, but yeah, well, I, I discovered Love and Rockets because I was in a comic book store, and I just thought thought the comic looked kind of cool, uh, and was fam- you know looking through it, and there was Gilbert's story about that whole incident. He had a whole. Did uh, he illustrate it? Yes, he did. Oh, that's awesome. oh, it's a very it, it's, <laughs> I recommend people. I'm certain you could find it in one of the compilations on Amazon.com, uh, and it talks about him wrestling they don't name Billy Anderson but they talked about how you know it looked like he was really hurting the guy and I remember talking to Anderson about that and uh, yeah Anderson said uh, the only shocking part was Adonis was out of his mind Adonis was way gone but he said amazingly Adonis was really light with him in the ring oh, that's cool but uh, uh <laughs> It's something worth going out of your way to see. It's a very, uh, it's a very good look at a, a newbie fan's look at the dysfunctional side of professional wrestling. And I think I think it's always interesting when you have fans that aren't really like. I think probably. Well, were you already smart into the business when you started meeting wrestlers, or no? Um, I was. You knew a little bit. Signed, kind of, sort of smart. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, when that's how I was when I started meeting wrestlers, and it was like. You kind of knew they were kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. of them. There were always chances something that could happen. <laughs> exactly. So it was like, yeah, you know. But like you have some fans who don't really know that. And when it's their first experience, they're kind of shocked. Whereas yeah. one that's been through it, it's like, yeah, it's not yeah. a big deal. I mean, I was a little surprised when my first, uh, the first wrestler I ever met was Don Morocco when I was 14. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, he had a place in Santa Cruz that he was running from a friend of my brother's. And mm. my brother, to his credit, my brother hated wrestling, but... He knew it would be really exciting for me to meet a wrestler. And I was kind of surprised because, you know, there was this house full of hippies just hanging around. I saw roach clips clips, uh, laying around. And got to say, Morocco was super, super cool. You know, I I was shaking like a leaf meeting like a bonafide Yeah, the first time you meet them, you're kind of... Like, like for me, it's like when I meet any wrestler like that I'm really a fan of, there's that little bit of um, trepidation. Oh, totally. Going to say hi to them or anything like Nero Casas. Remember, we were oh, standing yeah, in a yeah, corner. Was, we were all, I mean, you guys, 
had already seen him. Like you've actually spoken oh. to him in the past. Yeah, right? I had, but I still get, I still mark out when I see Casas. Yeah, He's, so it's like, and then so I go over there and it's like, hey, can we interview you? And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Give me five minutes. Like, sure. The one for me was I remember the one I was had the most trepidation about was I was a huge Coloso Colosetti fan when I was mm. a kid. I think he was the first heel that I really just got into, and. I just went up to take his picture in the lobby, and that was still when a lot of the wrestlers would kayfabe the fans like the heels wouldn't sign autographs. Yeah. Uh, the exceptions were uh, the Twin Devils, and I found out Coloso Colosetti because I go up to take a picture of him, and he sees me, and I thought, oh shit, he looks really like he looks like he'd be a real badass. I wonder if he's going to chase me away. And he just kind of crossed his eye and made this crape, his eyes and made this crazy yeah. look on his face, took his picture, and then he smiled and gave me a thumbs up. And yeah. Um, that's how I met Jesse Hernandez because a few months later I went there and uh, Jesse Hernandez translated an interview with him. And oh, that's cool. Cole said he's one of the nicest guys. And that yeah. was, I guess that was my break the ice moment when I saw, yeah. oh, wrestlers don't live it, eat it, breathe it every moment of the day. So, you know. Cool. So, so anyways. Why, big, why are we doing a podcast one week later? <laughs> because we saw the, a really the, bitchin' show on internet. The 82nd interview. anniversary show. For some, it was like me. It was an internet pay per view. I paid my uh, twelve bucks after taxes. Um, but for many, it, but you know how it's funny. Nobody would bring up. Everybody would kept. I think you told me it was ten bucks. Yes. And, and then I mentioned it's twelve bucks, and I think that's when you were like, "Yeah, it was twelve bucks." <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, well, I guess the official price was ten bucks. Ten bucks. But after what service fees? and fees and stuff. Yes, it was twelve bucks. Well, you know what it is. It's you paying the fee to PayPal, basically. Or, yes, as opposed to yes, them paying exactly. pay, which is, I mean, if you could do that, and fine. it was still a bargain. I know a lot of people. It was internet free purview. Uh, I guess a lot of people were able to yeah for free. So there were like eleven thousand viewers by the by the time <laughs> not, they didn't watch the entire show. They watched the eleven thousand came for the mask match, mm-hmm. but it was hilarious because I I think we found out by about the second or third match. That there were a lot of people that weren't because it just kept growing. You saw it; it kept. Growing. I noticed because I saw your Twitter. Yeah, it just. I kept. I kept. In fact, I, I, that's what I want to ask. How how did you see the numbers growing? Where was I switched it over to YouTube? Uh, were you watching on the? You were watching on the Clink yes. channel, right? Yeah. Yes. You you click the link on the YouTube the video page the video. And it would have taken you. It would have taken YouTube. you to YouTube. Yeah. It's like you, when you do a video. Yes. On yes. Yes. You just something. you just move it to that, ah. and so um, so then I just start seeing the numbers of like, <laughs> and as soon as I figured. I, as soon as I saw that it was over three thousand, I'm like, ah, somebody leaked this. Yes. Somebody said, and you know, the, a lot of people. Some people complained about it. People who paid complained yeah. about it. But like, my take is like, if you paid for it, somebody else who paid for it passed around the link. Mm-hmm. You can't really. It didn't. It, 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 it didn't bother me. I don't mind paying. I don't mind. I'm sure they're gonna figure it out at some point. So maybe they'll figure it out on for their next show. Yeah. But I, I was just. It worked perfectly throughout the... Not one glitch? Yeah. I, some people did mention that they couldn't hear some music. They might have had some audio issues. That's right, yes. But you know what it was? They um, they lowered the volume on a lot of the stuff. So it, oh. so when it... Because they were playing Thunder's song, and a lot of people were telling me that they couldn't hear it. And I heard it... Because I, I hear... I try to... Like you, at wrestling shows, I'm always paying attention to everything around, right? Yes. So I'm listening to the music, and it was um, Rage Against the Machines, um, Killing in the Name of... Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a... And then um, somebody's like, you could hear that? I could not hear anything. I was like, yeah. There was, <laughs> they were playing music, but I think they were lowering it. Now, if there's some way they could have... And then there were some people that just used one song. Like, remember there were like a couple people entered to one song? Yeah. 
which we'll talk about because there was one moment that was hilarious. Oh, I know yeah, which one you're we'll, talking we'll, about. We'll talk that about it when funny. we get to that. Uh, well, you know, I, they might not have heard a Thunder's audio, but if there's some way they could have eliminated <laughs> video of Thunder, I, I would have been even this more is, just to is, watch it. This is like the mystery of Thunder because, I mean... Well, pro- I mean, we could talk about Thunder now, but because we'll talk about him again. Yeah, it's just amazing. Like they, like I always say, he's an '80s type of big guy. He has no real. Yes. He doesn't move well. Like he could do a dive and stuff, but he doesn't move well. Like he stalls so much and in a match. He walks. He walks, and he he's so slow and boring. I mean, Marco doesn't do that. Like if you watch Marco, right. he doesn't do that, and and Marco's not as. Marco's not like the this amazing worker or anything. He's not like the he's not like Nero Casas or Nero Navarro yeah, or one he, of these or like or like Titan or um, Mascara Dorado who are gonna dive and stuff. But, but he knows what he it works. He's not slow. He's not plodding around like he, he looks comfortable yes. and they're confident. Whereas Thunder just looks like he just punches, he plods around and he was doing this as a technical too, which was also really weird. Remember he was doing yeah, this yeah. rude or technical. He's just not a good worker. He's not. He's not. And, and that's when. And he's never going to leave. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> unless he, unless a romance breaks up or something like that, maybe yeah. he'll leave. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that that whole bodybuilding look. He's a wrestler. He'll do something stupid that'll get him tossed <laughs> out. <laughs> And I don't just say that because of because it happens to Mexicans too. Remember, a lot of the luchadors. There's been a few this luchadors. Is true. Oh no, this is very who can't true. come back to the U.S. for for reasons. Oh un, yeah, un, yep. Un, un, yeah. Un, but un, you know that that bodybuilder thing can either look awesome or it can look so so terrible because a guy can look ripped like and look like a killing machine, but as soon as he gets in the ring and walks around clumsily, that he takes reminds all me the, so much of the warlord. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the warlord, just like if you put him out, because he's the warlord was like that too. He, he wasn't very. He could do a, he could do like something athletic and people would mark out over it like the yes. like the that's what happened with Thunder. One of some of the people who were in CMLL told me, oh, he could do dives. He's he's huge and he could do dives. He could like he's agile. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then when I see him, he's like, one, he could do dives. Yes, mm-hmm. he's big. Yes, he can't. He's not agile. He's not the no. furthest thing of agile. He's no. horrible. Yeah, he looks yeah. so out of his element. Okay, there's the there's our anger, our, That's our angry right. rant. That's right. Number one, we can go into happy <laughs> mode. We can we can uh, we can channel our inner. Well, let's go through the entire show, like yes. just go match yes. by match. The opener um, was Distur- Disturbio, Puma, and Virus. It was just this random group of guys going into the match mm-hmm. versus es- who they ended up being beating Esfinge, Fuego, and the Panther, and you know. This is where you kind of hate Thunder because you see Puma and uh-huh. the Panther and really those two guys. Virus too, but Virus is pretty much already a guy that's not mm-hmm. not going to move up. He's he's already established, but he's not a main event guy. Yes, but you got Puma and the, and the Panther who are young guys who could be main eventers, and they're working the opener. Yeah, exactly. And they were very good. Did you like that match? Was I that? loved that match. Yeah. I, I, well, again, I loved like previous weeks. I loved it because it was an opening match that was really good quality, but it wasn't. Anything off the charts that uh, Disturbia wore that, um, that his helmet like a, a cage on his head. That was the first yeah. thing I saw when the video. came I was thinking, on, why didn't he do I this? That was cool. Why didn't he do this during En Busca del Nidolo? And he might have done it, but I might have missed it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, then I again, missed I could, it. Then again, like like have you have talked a- before, they were kind of pandering to the judges, yeah. and I wonder if the judges would have given them. An yeah, like oh, why are you wearing that stupid thing on yeah. your head? Yeah, I yeah, bet yeah, I bet you anything. Yeah, but that match was really good. Um. I thought um, the Panther, Puma, and Virus looked really good. Disturbia looked good too. Yes. Um, Esfinge looked okay. 
Fuego looked good too. Um, there was like Panther did this one over the top, over the corner, into a yes. Rana spot, which mm-hmm. I thought was fantastic. That was beautiful. Puma's finisher. He still hasn't really named it. The one where he like catches him like in a, like he puts his leg over his the guy's over his head. Oh yeah, I don't know. Like this weird submission that. hold, and it's like <laughs> I think um, Miguel uh, Miguel in, uh, Linares called it um the judai or the judai or something i was like judai what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> so i wasn't the only one that heard that he was saying like judai or something I'm like why is he saying judai and i was like i, I kept thinking judah judai i'm like i kept thinking of jenny or judas yes I thought, you know like i thought it, i maybe it's like a, 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 a judo move or something i don't know possibly. Well, i doubt I, it i think i think when he put that move i think that's when i tweeted i love lucha submission moves just because yeah. they're so they're so creative, and just when you think you've seen every move you could see, they come yeah. up with a new submission hold. I actually thought that match was a lot better than um, some of the matches that followed it. Well, and I, I enjoyed I enjoyed how in that third fall it looked like the Technicos would take it, but the Technicos captain got pinned. Yeah, Virus when he got that. That was really good. The Goribon, the Goribon mm-hmm. when he. Uh, the second match was um, Guerrero Maya Jr. Maximo Stuka Jr. beating. Los Revolucionarios, mm-hmm. or Los Chicos Malos, mm-hmm. uh, Dragon Rojo Jr., Pulver, and Rey Scorpion. I actually thought that match was, it started slower mm-hmm. than the previous match, but it picked up later, in, like, like in the third fall, it picked up a lot more. It did. Uh, revolu- that they were Revolucionarios playing. are growing on me. Really? Yes. I like Ray Scorpion. I liked him oh, before. Yeah, I like him. I've but the other two him. guys, I always kind of like thought, yeah, two muscle guys, they're not really like... They yeah, don't? I, I, I've dug Dragon Rojo Jr. Um, Pulver, I, you know, I, Pulver is great in main event. He's really good, but I, I gotta say, I haven't, I haven't. You haven't seen him like in astutely, so. in singles matches. He has a reputation of having really great singles matches. Oh, okay, okay. He's had good matches with Angel de Oro, Titan, mm. um, Titan a lot, and he uh, he has a really deep voice, mm-hmm. like a really deep voice, like like he talks very like. <laughs> Like and so an El Santo villain. Voice. Yeah. So when they do interviews, he's really good at that. Although he's very, um, he's very, um, he's got a potty mouth. <laughs> so sometimes you got to worry about what he's going to say. But he's not. He, he doesn't. He the only thing is like he'll say like maricon and stuff like that. Yeah. What do we excuse my language? People. What do we have know. to do? We have to send El Mecanico after him to. But it's it's funny because um, for years it was always Reyes Scorpion I thought was great and the other two were like, eh, and, you yeah. know they weren't that get rid of those guys but they're kind of like as a trio they I, they the only bad thing is now they put thunder with them so it like makes it Not it makes good. it even worse <laughs> um girl my I thought Maximo again continues to be really good I love how hard he works and I love it the tope I love he that, did yes and I love how playful they were that they could still do a finish that was a kiss in a cradle yeah yeah um girl Maya Jr. was really good Stuka Jr. was good too he's kind of um He's kind of added a lot of weight for some, like, lately. I wonder why. I mean, he still does those beautiful He did that one spot where uh, Ray Scorpion lifts him with his legs. Yes. And then, like, he bounces off the ropes. And he still does it perfect. He still does it well. But it's like you're still... And then he still does that dive from the corner. Yes. When he's, like, another great move. But but he looks a lot... He's very... He looks the same, basically. He does the same thing over and over. He's not... He hasn't been any different... Doesn't really do a lot. I wonder if he's intentionally putting on weight. I, I like how Guerrero Maya Jr. in the I think it might have been the second fall. He does a there, oh the he dive. did a dive yeah but oh. he didn't he didn't land in the crowd. 
the first yes. one. Remember he did one where he didn't land in the crowd? Yes. Then he does the second one, and then the second one he does make it, like, over the crowd. He makes sure to, like, hit the that crowd. That was one where I almost thought they should have sold it like they were dead. I mean, that was that was a killer look. Yeah. Did you see um, Robbie Hari during that? I did that not. Point? I did not. <laughs> he was wearing a super kick party shirt. The Young Bucks. That was the super kick reference yeah, that yeah. I saw on Twitter. A lot. Yeah, I saw Mass Republic uh, mentioned it, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's wrong." That's the only thing I'm gonna I'm, on the next. Uh... He didn't sit in the side where Girl Mad Junior could have landed on him. <laughs> he should have been wearing. He should have been wearing a target like. Right here, girl, Maya, like a target. Oh, on that shirt. would be awesome. I wonder. I wonder if we had a shirt made for him that would say that. We'll do that. Next, he'll wear it next year. Yes, yes. <laughs> we oh, should. Every cool. time he goes to Mexico, just make him wear that when girl Maya. Junior I like was, that. I like that. That would. Yeah. Be so I thought that match got a lot better as it as the as it continued, but yes. it was a little slower at the mm-hmm. beginning. But it was good. I, I I had no problem with it. It was a lot better than I think a lot of people were kind of expecting it. Yeah, I. I think it. people were just like bummed out because of who wasn't on it. You know, the, the anniversary. Yeah, but I already knew they weren't going to be on. Yeah. So, I, so I, like, once you kind of, yeah, these guys are pretty good. So yeah, I try to kinda, take all that out of the equation. Yeah. I, I figure, okay, I'm sitting down, I'm watching this. I, yeah, it's a bummer that uh, we're not going to see Cavernario tonight, but. Yeah. Let's get on with it. Let's have, let's enjoy it. Okay, so the third match was the Dark Angel Farewell match, mm-hmm. which was Dark Angel beating Princessa Suhei. And, like, I think a lot of that, I think most people picked that as one of the worst matches on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it wasn't exact, bad, but it was awkward. It just wasn't very, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was average. I thought so. Worse too. than average? <laughs> you know, they, I thought. I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't bad. They, I think they should have kept it a little shorter. I mean, it really seemed like Suga was doing all the work. And, like, I, what I was telling you, like, with, um, I saw them in the, the, the Monday mm-hmm. before that in their Puebla match. And it was a, a match relampago, which was like 10 minutes long. Yes. And that seemed like a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it really, it, I mean. And this one went at least 17 minutes. I, I mean, think. Princessa was definitely leading the match. Yeah. And I think you pointed out you know, very well that if she was a heel, she probably could have done more. With yeah. That if she totally healed on her. And, um, yeah, it was one of those matches where you could tell one person was doing most of the work. And, yeah, it didn't suck. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't complain, but it... it I I, yeah. I I still laugh when I see Dark Angel's dives. I just yeah. imagine everybody following me, thinking, "Oh my God, what is Fredo gonna say?" Because <laughs> she did a really like, yeah, her her dives don't look crisp. They don't. So it's like, I agree. Yeah, so it's like, I oh agree. man, don't do your dive. I mean, she she looks cool. She's got that fitness model look. They looked amazing. That yeah. I will say that mm-hmm. they did look amazing. Princesses Suhe looked nice too, but yes, they do. Yeah. And well, you know me, I I grew up uh, watching the- Perf. Perv, yeah. uh, this is the perv this portion is the of Lucha Alert. This is the perv alert. You know, watching so much Lucha Libre, man, I also s- saw lots of Iris Chacon on TV, yeah. on Spanish stations, and I. But you know, it's like it's it's. And I saw lots of Luchadores in magazines, and I thought they were always a lot. But they they, I mean, you gotta admire the fact that they're in great shape because I mean, you've seen some women yes. that are just, that that they don't stay in shape, and not for anything. But both of these women are in their thirties. Yes, yes. And that's usually the point where a lot of the Luchadoras and. You know, they start kind of losing. You know, they do. They're, getting they're gaining like, weight. Exactly. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just exactly. It's natural. just kind of how it goes. Yeah. I mean, the guy. The, the guys do. That happens to exactly. guys too. Like exactly. Look at Porky. He used to be thin. Not just. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how old I am. I yeah. remember seeing Porky he before was, he was called Porky yeah. because he was not chubby. Even. Yeah. 1982. I saw him and like. You know. Did you see that picture I found of him um, when he was pretending to be Charlie Manson? No, no it's him. I didn't. This was like in 2008, 2009, uh-huh. I think. And he's doing the Charlie Manson pose. <laughs> 
And um, he's, he, this was back when he lost weight. Right. When he lost weight. It was, it was 2009, I think. Remember that when he actually went? Yeah. Because I was even remembering, that's when I wrote that one story that how Hector Garza sh- um, shamed him into losing weight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> A bunch of people like, that was like the one thing people told me that I that they really enjoyed. It's like, man, you guys are evil. Um, yeah, so... I did dig the end of it the, of the, the of the women's match, the final sequence where when um, Suhei was caught Dark Angel in her finisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Dark Angel's finisher, La Reinera, mm-hmm. and she broke out. Then she tried to get her in her. I still don't know the name of that move that Princessa Suhei does, where she like like puts her in like an arm arm lock, and then she like mo- moves her head around. Oh, I don't know what you call. <laughs> they that should either. call it. They should call it something because it, it's it, it's a very awkward looking move. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. I'm just saying it looks. It it's just looks. It's something that's very like her own thing. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody else do it or anything. Maybe because nobody else. Has I don't know what you call it. In fact, I never really thought of it as, as her move, but I've seen her do it before. Yeah, when yeah. Said, so when you said that, I recognized yeah, what you're. And then she broke out of that, and then she finally caught her in her arm, and Dark Angel caught her in La Reinera. Right. So they end up doing a little ceremony for her, which was like, you know, I'm expecting. I'm used to. They were making such a big deal for Dark Angel. Mm-hmm. When you think women's cer- um, wrestling ceremonies, what do you think? All Japan women. Yes. The Japanese women where they like throw the confet on yep. whatever those, the streamers. Everybody's getting out their handkerchiefs. Yeah. They're, they're, they're bringing people out to shake their hands yeah. and, and, and wish them well. It wasn't a retirement. It was a farewell. But um, they gave her a plaque and one of the Erekanes, um brought in um, flowers mm-hmm. or roses or whatever. And then uh, she got the mic. And she told everybody to. <laughs> just kidding. She, she, she wished there. She, she pulled an LA park. Yeah, she and told them no. She fuck their mother. Yeah, she she said uh, she wishes um, she's gonna go follow her dreams, and hopes that everybody like, in the fan in the crowd gets to follow their dreams too. Yes, now you know my Spanish is not polished enough where I didn't know that. So when you told me that, I think we both thought the same thing. Like. So this wasn't her dream of any kind. Like it really, like, like and... I know earlier I had told you about an interview with Marcella, mm-hmm. where Marcella kind of said that 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 was it was kind of insulting that to her, it was a, a stepping stone, and we joked, oh yeah, ten year stepping stone. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, WWE kind of is the the goal of almost yeah, every wrestler. So it's like sooner or later, just the fact that you even get in, that's pretty much if you're a good. Um, a good hand in WWE, you're there for a very long oh, time. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think she's there. I think she's there. I think she says she's going to continue wrestling, so I think she's going to be part of the, you know, like the veteran group yeah. that are bringing in NXT. I, I, I think... If, I think... She'd probably just... It would have been nice if she wanted to, like... She shouldn't I, do topes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Angel, well, if w- you're listening, w- don't w- do topes. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, I think she should have worded it like, you know... This was a wonderful part of my career. On to the next phase. Yeah, you know, yeah. Instead of like saying "follow your dreams." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of seemed like I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> but I mean, the crowd was dead during that match. I was expecting a lot. The of crowd emotion. wasn't really into it. For it to be like the second biggest yeah. match, I think they underestimated the lack of interest in women's wrestling. <laughs> you know what it is? There's a lot of people that really like women's wrestling. They're very passionate about mm-hmm. it. But that's not every wrestling fan. It isn't because, like, remember, like we always talk about this, like when people ask us about the history of women's wrestling in Mexico. Yeah. A lot of people us don't really because it's not really as big as it was. I actually would love to read more about it because I'm really intrigued when I read about the women like uh, Chabela Romero. Uh, yeah. When I look at the magazines in the '60s and '70s, you know, I. It's mostly the the bikini. 
models, right? Remember well, those? <laughs> those were good. No, not you. Those were, they were yeah. beautiful, but most of those were the ones who were just posing with the wrestlers. Yeah. But, but these women looked a lot more badass than what I would picture a woman wrestler mm. a lot of times. And the, the first Mexican women wrestlers I saw in the early 80s were like uh, Irm, uh, Lola Gonzalez, Irma Gonzalez, uh, Reina Gallegos. And I, and I, Martha Villalobos. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and, and I'd actually love to know more about it. It's, you know, that's where I, why I wish there was more video from sixties and seventies, especially of women wrestlers. I, I don't know they seem like they might have been pretty badass back then. Yeah. Uh, well, they're very they're they're good. I mean, because you've seen like the Jap when they go to when yeah. they used to go to Japan, like La Galactica and all yes. those. Um, Lola Gonzalez. Lola Gonzalez. Yes. yes. I, we have returned after that important commercial timeout. It yeah, was but we it was about- it was Kurt's uh, wife looking for him. That's right. That's right. She has to make sure I'm yes. behaving. Do yes. you know what a bad boy I? Okay, am. so back to the uh-huh. the the women's match. What were you saying about? Um, we were talking. Well, we were talking about just yeah, the, the history. Yeah, I uh, you know I, I got to every now and then see somebody like Lola Gonzalez, and I said, "Oh, these girls know how to work." I mean. There were some good American workers, like, you know, Vicky Williams, uh, Sandy Parker. I Killer remember. Tomato? <laughs> remember Killer Tomato? Yeah, I remember Killer Tomato. <laughs> well, that's when women's wrestling really kind of hit the skids to me, is when you she had... She was hot, like, though, wasn't she? She's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, so was Charlie the Golden Cat, but she yeah. was a terrible, terrible, terrible wrestler, and... That that was like uh, early '80s when they started yeah. coming on the scene. Yeah, because I just remember the name Killer Tomato. I'm thinking it's going to be like a like an ugly redhead. And I thought, and she was gorgeous. yeah, and then she was really attractive. I'm like, why are they calling her Killer Tomato? She's kind of attractive. Oh God, I know, I know. No, that because that I was her name, right? Killer Tomato. That, Demi the I, Killer Tomato. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when after growing up, seeing women like a Sandy Parker, Sandy Parker seemed like a bona fide badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was cute as a button when she was young, but she looked like somebody you didn't want to anger. Uh, uh, Vicky Williams, Tony Rose. Uh, you know, I mean, there's just a handful full of women, and most of them were uh, affiliated with Fabulous Moolah, and you know, saw a lot of the same programs. But Mexico intrigued me because it seemed like there was a larger. Uh, Larger school of women. Yeah, I just there. thought it was classically trained. I just too. thought it was weird considering how much they made a, out of Dark Angel, and, and there was really no reaction. Yeah, and I, 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 I got to be honest. I mean, yeah, she's nice to look at, but I, I was never that wowed by her compared to the other women. Like compared to Marcella and Amapola. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're 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 different class. That's why that's why I'm impressed with Zuxis because Zuxis yes. actually kind of matches yes. what um, Amapola and. Um, Marcella, and although Marcella's kind of repetitive sometimes too, but I mean she's really good. Yes, and I think a lot of the repetitions because it's the same girls, and you know she's not getting a new challenger. Right, exactly. Even somebody at the level of her, you know, there's no more Princesa Blanca. You know, there's, and that's the other interesting thing. Now that Dark Angel's gone, that's Dark Angel, Goya Kong, mm-hmm. and Princesa Blanca all within a like the span of a year, basically. Yeah, that is a pretty. Yeah, that's a lot of. That's a good chunk of the. Uh, well, they've added um they've they've upgraded with um Reina Isis. <laughs> Have you seen her? Run? No, I don't think I've seen her yet. <laughs> she was horrible. Really? She, she's a second to um Arcángel de la Muerte, mm-hmm. and as a second, she's horrible. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> she got she once was standing in the wrong place and got knocked down by a wrestler. <laughs> she's like. Yeah, actually, that's something I. 
I should start just searching on YouTube and stuff for I'd love to find some older women's stuff. I do remember when I was with Meltzer in uh, Japan, there's a video store that rented out uh, like old wrestling tapes. I think that's the other thing that I think we're so... we Like if you grew up watching like or if you at one point got into all Japan women's wrestling... Mm-hmm. That was so much better than oh anything else. Uh, that it kind of like you, women have to be really good, and I, I don't think women realize that. I think they think, oh my god, guys, the guys who are very like mm-hmm. picky, like Dave Meltzer or somebody like yeah. that, who nitpicks everything they do, the really smart fans, they must think the women must think, oh, these guys are just like they're just being really like they don't like women's wrestling. But it's not that. Some of us watched All Japan Women, and if you watched All Japan Women. You have like a really high standard that, of women's well, that's wrestling. That's like the gold standard of women's yeah, wrestling. Yeah, so then like that's like the pinnacle. When a woman, when 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 like if I tell you a women's match is good, mm-hmm. it probably is like good. Yes, because I want like if it's like that, like this match, I I would have never said oh that was I that was okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I I, I gave there's certain uh, matches I that, gave uh, Sugahit an A for effort yeah. for what she did. I, I shouldn't. I, I hate to knock Dark Angel that bad, but I just. I just thought there's some women who just shine a lot better. She's very friendly though, she's and she's nice. and she's the foreigner, so I guess that's yeah. that's something that was unique. And she she hung there for a long time. But um, the anyways. following match, oh, anyways, the following <laughs> match was the match that everyone was worried about and turned out to be actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, Dragon Lee teaming up with his brother Mystico and El Valiente beat La Peste Negra, Felino, Mister Niebla, Nero Casas. Um, Technical team with uh, Mystico had um, Kemonito in their corner, mm-hmm. and Zacharias El Perico was with the uh, Peste Negra. A quick tease of the mascots getting into it at one point. Yeah. Was it was it post match? Did you see? Uh, did you see? Um, they did a spot where the technicals all did a triple dive. Yes. Towards the outside, and then Zachary, for some yes. reason, Zacharias El Perico comes into the ring and just runs like he's going to do a dive I, and just heads back to the, the yes, rest. Yes. I just laughed when I saw. I was like, "Oh my god!" Only in lucha can you have these like little mascots, and guy people will accept them. Like, there's some people who hate them. Yeah. But I understand because you're serious about wrestling and you want it to be serious all the yes. time. But I mean, if you're going to have this sort of thing, at least have it be entertaining to exactly like, the, ma- I love the majority. It. I love it. I and not really like because I mean, Zacharias doesn't get involved in like big matches. Although he did with that that Nero Casas Angel de Oro match where he carried him on his shoulders, which was like the one time he got involved. Right. But I mean, that was just hilarious, <laughs> and that was during a fall ending. But um. Yeah, this match was actually Mr. Niebla showed up. He showed up and he wasn't yeah. bad either. He was yeah. he was fun Mr. Niebla yeah. rather than disaster. And you know the great thing was if he was going to be a clown, mm-hmm. Dragon Lee was ready to like beat the shit out of him. Did you see that tope he did? Yes. He nearly killed oh, him. Oh lord. He nearly killed him like I I wrote he almost impaled. In fact, there were several topes throughout the evening mm-hmm. where I just thought, damn, these people want to And did you see that the the spot where um, Dragon Lee was basically Dragon Lee is 10, 100, maybe a million times better than Mystico. <laughs> yes, this is true. There was no a, argument there. He got in the ring with Felino, mm-hmm. and they started chopping each other. And then Felino put his, um, you know, he does the spot where he puts his yes. hand in the armpit and licks that. it. And like chops on um, Dragon Lee. And Dragon Lee gives him the, like, the rush, angry reaction. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker, or something. <laughs> I love it. And I just, I just man, he's, he's just, that's the guy they should be building. I'm hoping he's I the one that. I hope they're going to be building. He's the one that they build around. Um, Negro Casas looked good. Um, he actually started with Valiente too. And, uh, yes, actually, I I think the thing is, Dragon Lee looks so much better than everybody else. But well, everybody he does. else does. And, and plus, Casas put him over so strong in that last fall. Mm-hmm. 
that it's like, it's like I said where he took the the the, the lance the yes. flat stomp yeah I, I and it's like I said get in there with Negro Casas whether I mean Dragon Lee is excellent but whether you're mildly good or excellent and they both love that yeah Dragon Lee wants to work against like that to him he's mentioned it n- numerous times mm-hmm. on interviews to him Negro Casas is his favorite wrestler. Yes, because David asked them. David asked them, "What were you feeling when? Remember when Russia and Nero Casas were mm-hmm. feuding? Who were you rooting for?" He's like, "Well, Russia's my brother, but part of me was kind of rooting for Nero Casas." <laughs> He's like, "Because my brother's kind of a, an asshole," <laughs> 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 and I was laughing. I, I thought it was That's great. great. Um, and and Nero Casas will make you a star. I yeah. mean, you, if you have your working boots on, that guy will make you shine. Even if you even if you don't have your working shoes on. He can still make it. I kind of wish they would do like a Nero Casas trio with um, just bring in Cavernario and the the oh, trio God, that I trio that she said on Cavernario that would actually be to feud with Dragon Lee those three that team that we saw the that those three Lee. feuding with Dragon Lee would be great. And man, Cavernario is just getting better in my yeah. opinion. I mean, apparently he had a really good match with Triton. Uh, we I, I saw that on Twitter earlier. Yeah, That's, Mark Cole mentioned it. I want to see that. Hopefully, um, Cubs fan will record it. Yes, come on, Cubs fan. But he's in Mexico, so we don't know. Cubs fan. <laughs> down. Make um, us angry. The semi-main event was a Relevos Increíbles, which was Shocker, Ultimo Guerrero, and Volador Jr. beating Marco Corleone, Rush, and Thunder. Rush and Volador Jr. were great. I, and actually, Marco, Shocker, and Ultimo Guerrero did their part, too. Thunder, yeah. Thunder, we've already mentioned, was <laughs> the blunder from Down Under. As I think you put Thunder it. blunder from Down Under. Thunder we got to make a ballad now. Really bad. But see, the thing is, Strongman, Strongman was kind of limited, but he wasn't as bad. Like, even, like, he moved slowly, but at least it was because he was huge. I mean, and he didn't move as slow as Thunder did. No, he didn't. He didn't. And while while he wasn't what I would call a great worker, there was something really fun about him. Yeah. I mean, especially when he was was with Shocker. Remember when he was with Shocker? The chemistry with them was great. I just remember when he when he was introduced and he was holding people on his shoulders and stuff. And I'm thinking, why aren't they like making him like do like these strongman things to build him up? Mm-hmm. You know, like just make him. That's into actually speech. a very good point. Yeah, because they just bring in this big hulking guy who looks like he doesn't even want to be there. Really, yeah. and he Where actually strongman did. He was, looked like he was going yeah. to a party every time. Yeah, strongman just looked. Like he even he did that the plancha too. He used yes. to start doing planchas and stuff. <laughs> and his planchas weren't anything like special, like. Thunder tries to do topes and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, Thunder just looks awkward in the ring. And plus, I, I, I got to love somebody like Strongman who had no qualms about putting somebody over clean who was, like, half his size. Yeah, like Prince David. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, because they're... Finn Balor, for those of you who don't know who Prince That's David. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people... I bet you more people here who listening to this podcast would be more familiar with Prince David. Dan Finn I, am, I keep forgetting he's called Finn, Finn Balor, Balor, to be yeah. honest. I mean, I, I, think, I have not watched yes, NXT. I don't have the... Uh, I think I was doing... I, I, don't I, I, I think I was talking to somebody and they were asking me about Prince Dale. I was like, yeah, he's... um, And then I, I, it took me like a few minutes to remember he's Finn Balor now. I was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's Finn <laughs> Balor now. I'm remembering his name. Um, that match, I had, I liked the the finish was kind of um, Rush stomping Volador Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, two, in a corner. Tirantes, who now has a bald head. Shaved his head. Yes. Um, tried to stop Rush, and Rush just shoved him out of the way. And so then, he got disqualified. And then you don't make Tarantes angry because Tarantes shoved him over the ropes. Yeah. I love that spot. I love that spot. Now, was it you and I who were talking about what's the story behind his bald head? Did he lose a bet or something? 
I don't know. Tarantes? Maybe no. it was Mark Cole I was joking on Twitter no. with. Might have been Mark Cole. Might have been. Because I saw, um, saw Cubs fan was the one that mentioned it. Yeah. And then I, I, was, I mentioldid it on the You know, my, I, I love recap. playing with Twitter throughout the show, but... Uh, I kept on mistyping things, and I was trying to watch. There was Twitter. one where you, there was one where you mistyped something to me, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to even ask." <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. There was I, one that was like the like twerp, yerp, yerp. and I was like, "Oh, what? that's what it is." I if, if I saw the text, I could tell you right away what I was typing because I always hit the wrong key. It it's the tiny keyboard on my phone. Yeah, and I was just like, thinking. Uh, I was just thinking. First of all, it says nothing. It was basically nothing. It was like just. Um, garbly goo yeah <laughs> and yeah, i was like exactly. i was like you know what i'm not even gonna bring this up because i know kurt meant to write something he's gonna be like i'm embarrassed to mention this oh to totally, admit totally. To that. yeah i want to have a translating book of you know translating you're not a pro like us god no oh, we're god. already well actually what i i don't well, i don't read everybody's tweets in fact i put it. down the fo- i put down my phone when the atlantis somber match happened because i knew i was gonna miss half the match if i was trying yeah. to uh tweet stuff you know, legibly. Yeah. So. so then, oh, actually, we got a Volador challenged um, Rush to that a hair match. Cool. That was Volador had actually really looked cool. like I guess he must have used like a little something more to like make his hair look a little more. Yeah, uh, he had that uh, Yahoo thicker. serious yeah. hair. You know, he challenged him to a hair match. Match. Um, hair. I was like, uh, Rush was like, Rush asked the fans if they want a hair match. The fans yell, "Yes, see, we want a hair match." <laughs> And um, so Rush says, well, I don't want one. My hair's too valuable. <laughs> so he refuses. He's great. Because he wants Atlantis's mask. He wants Atlantis's mask. And what I love is how he's making a big issue about his hair, yeah. too. So then we got to the main event, since we're going to talk about Rush. And mm-hmm. Atlantis beat La Sombra for his mask. I had and everybody so had like this. much fun watching. I think only one of us who actually was asked to pick a winner picked... Atlantis, and that was Rob. Robbie Hari. Robbie yes. Hari. Yes. Everybody else picked La Sombra, but you know when when Rob was saying all the cl- the reasons he picked them, it, it was like something obvious. Like it was. The, it made complete sense. Made complete sense. I I I mean, if but you asked me, I would have said Sombra definitely. In fact, I think I did say. If sombra. you would have asked me like like Friday, late Friday, probably would have mm-hmm. changed my mind. <laughs> but then, like by that point, I had already told people I'm picking Sombra. Yeah, my pick was Sombra. I, you know. I mean, my thoughts, even when the match was happening, was, uh, yeah, it, it, they were doing that old school booking where it really looked like they were uh, setting Atlantis up to win it. Uh-huh. However, I thought they could, you know, because promoters more often will swerve fans than they used to. Uh-huh. And I thought, yeah, Atlantis could go over. But no, I, was, I, I, I really thought Stormbird was going to take it in the end. I still kept thinking he was going to win, even when he was like, because he kept escaping, like, the Atlantida. I yeah. thought, oh, he's, maybe he is going to make it. And no, it didn't. <laughs> and, and what I loved about this match is they put over Atlantis like a legend, like a superstar. I mean, you had two two young guys. I mean, it was Sombra versus Atlantis. And you know what? I, Rush was so involved. When I saw what he looked like, because the, the first you see him, he's mm-hmm. pretty much sweaty and yeah. a mess. But once you see him afterwards, Sombra, it's like, okay, this guy's got a good career totally. without the mask. Because it's, it's, like it's, it's not like he looks like... Um, there's two, you have to be good looking. Mm-hmm. When you drop your mask, you either have to be good looking or you have to be really, really butt ugly. You know? Yeah, yeah. If um, you're like in the middle where you're old looking... 
that's when really you're exactly because that's what happened with Blue Panther was, and Viano Three. I was always surprised Fuerza Guerrera didn't lose his mask because I've seen him without his mask, and he is one guy who actually would have looked a lot cooler. He looks like like a '30s buccaneer uh-huh. pirate in an old movie with a you know. Douglas yeah. Ferv at Fairbanks or Errol Flynn or something. I just thought, this guy looks badass, but for some reason he never dropped it. And, you know, the other thing was La Sombra, now that he's an ingobernable, mm-hmm. he can dress like he's already got the look. It can give him more of a personality because he has more, he can show his charisma. He's, remember the, the, the stuff people always used to say that he lacked charisma and all that? That yeah. personality? Yeah. He's been showing it as a heel. And now yeah. he's going to get to show it more as, without the mask. I mean, that's that about the only thing where I was a little sad about him losing his mask. I, is I think The mask was cool, though. Yeah. That's the only thing. He's one of the few guys who can have a mask that barely shows his expressions, but his whole body language yeah. just... But then when I saw him without the mask and I saw him next to Rush, I said, these guys go together like peanut butter and jelly. These you know, guys are made for each other. I actually think La Mascara should drop his mask at some point. Although he'd probably have to change his name because he can't be La Mascara without a mask. <laughs> you know what I mean, but yeah. he has a, he has the last name. He has an Alvarado name. He could just pick one of the. That, uh, that would work. Um, just because he's not really doing much with the, with the mask, he's not. He doesn't have the. He's such a boring. He's he the is. worst part of the Ingobernable. Yes, and you don't see him included in the group. Well, in fact, I was going to say recently, I've seen him in matches where he's not part, and he doesn't act like a Rudo. Like sometimes he acts like a I, clean guy. Like, and I actually like him better when he's playing. I don't like him at guy. all. I don't, like, I don't think he's that good. You know, the recent stuff I saw where he's not with him, I actually rather enjoy him. It's when he's with him that where yeah. he just you don't watch out enough. of place. You don't watch enough because then you'd be like, oh, he's going to Well, that's that. actually the punchline. I do not watch yeah. enough. <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be like I, no, I have to say, I, I've watched more in the last maybe four weeks than I have in two years. And yeah. it's like, I've been having so much fun watching. How much AAA, how much AAA have you been watching since you, told, you said Conan? None. Man, Kurt. I watched the pay-per-view. What more? Oh, that's right. And, and, and I, I told you don't have to watch it I should it get anymore. a purple heart. Everybody <laughs> should get a purple heart for that. Even people who got refunds uh, should get a purple heart for watching that show. So what else was I going to say about La Sombra? Atlantis. Well, you know, Atlantis I, winning the, the, the mask. I kind of look at it. Atlantis is like CMLL's legend. Yes. He's basically what I think they would have hoped, like Hijo de Santo or Blue Demon Jr. Or yeah. Somebody like at that level would have been. A guy they could keep the mask forever on. Yeah, Atlantis is basically now that he is that, and it's it's interesting you say that because, like you said, I I like you said they're probably hoping that for Hijo de Santo, and it's kind of frustrating because Hijo de Santo it was almost spoon fed to him because he was good enough and he he could have made he, he could have made himself into that legend, but it sounds like I mean in my he opinion, is a legend he is, but his ego got him. In yeah, the way but he's, of he's becoming he's the pretty, legend. He, yeah, he's still pretty big, but I mean... He's still pretty big, but yeah. he's... he's. No, I'm saying in the promotion, not not a... I'm saying they yeah, wanted somebody because yeah. they can't get... They always have issues with these other guys over the, their having right. them be a legend, like Dr. Wagner Jr. and what happened with those guys. Yeah. They needed somebody who be who could be like for the next 20, 30 years, they could trot... You know, not wrestling. I'm not saying he's going to wrestle like 20, 30 years. Right. That right. could happen. That could happen. I mean, Anything I, could happen. With Lucha, that could happen. But I'm saying like somebody they could bring in as that legend well, who he, will represent the promotion. And he's somebody even after retirement could be a goodwill ambassador that's, of sorts. That's you know? another and that's thing. What, well, and, that, and that's, like you said, the people... Well, it's funny. It does seem like all juniors, like Dr. Wagner Jr., Hijo uh, de Santo, yeah. Blue Demon. I mean... They could have been, but they're not the company person. And, yeah. and 
it, I mean, I don't Dr. know. Dr. Wagner Jr., I think it went to his head as soon as he started getting famous. Yeah, I mean, he, he got kinda, over so well in got, Japan. Yeah. Uh, as everywhere. soon as that happened and he came back, it kind of like just went to his head and he started being a bit of a Which is diva. a shame. Which yeah. is a shame. I, I mean, I, he's, I dug he, him. Yeah, he's still, I still like him, but it's like he kind of got a little big-headed. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I don't know much about what... And I'm not saying that as a bad thing to him because, I mean, there's a lot of... You kind of need that to be like a big star. Happens yeah. in all sports, entertainment. Those oh. All those top people have big heads, you know? Well, it's because... Not, yeah, doesn't fame. mean he's a bad person. I mean, how do you? Yeah, fame can make people snap sometimes. Yeah. I mean, or make people. Or, no, I don't know much about what El Santo, the original El Santo, was like. He was a gentleman. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, you hear everybody. Everybody says that because yeah. nobody, everybody just remembers him as. But a good whatever person. he did, he carried himself in a way where he had his career, and I, I don't remember hearing stories about him having hissy fits or not wanting to job or yeah. And, but you know, when Iho de Santo had that uh, talk show he was doing where he was kind of like, wasn't he trying to bury CMLL a lot and stuff? It wasn't a talk show, it was an article. Okay. He used to do the articles. The talk show, I don't think he ever said anything about it. Oh, okay, okay. No. I, I'm mistaken then. Yeah, That's the why I know. <laughs> it was the inner. It, but, but Atlanta seems like somebody who kind of uh, carried the torch all the way, and, you know, I, uh, I, I've met him twice, and. Um, and both times he gave you the quebradora. <laughs> he put you in the quebradora, right? I wish he like, did. I, wish ah, I would have had that. Part of the Atlanta. He put you in the Atlanta. That's right. That's right. I would have put that in my airplane spinning album on Facebook. <laughs> no, but I. But uh, well, he was one of those guys who, when he was in an indie dressing room in L.A., was super nice to everybody. Mm. Uh, and uh, Billy Anderson knew him when Billy went to Mexico in the mid '80s, and I remember. This was before. Uh, this was right when Atlantis was starting to be pushed as a main eventer, and. Uh, I don't think I ever heard Anderson ever just gush over somebody being as nice as he did Atlantis uh, and the Vianos. He mm-hmm. he raved about them. Um, well, that's what I, I noted. Like Atlant- all the everybody, they always talk about him very positively. Yeah, yeah. and but I I think I even during the match I was kind of expecting him to lose. I mean, all that interference by Rush, I thought it was going to be one of those rare times. Yeah, when he showed up back in the ramp, I was like, oh yes. And I thought, well, you know, he's going to get screwed. Did you see um, that fan, the Japanese fan that was yes! praying during the match? Yes! I, yeah. <laughs> the guys, the people who are in Mexico right now finally met her. What? But I had actually heard, I had, I had known of her before that. What's the story about her? She was a big fan of, um, she she became a big fan of Sombra mm-hmm. when he went to Japan for um, oh. G1 Climax a few years ago. So she became a Lucha fan. So she was very, she was oh. rooting for Sombra. I love Japanese yeah. fans. Yeah, <laughs> I love so, how get the, but I, I like how at the end she was like just like sad and everything. I know. I was like, so oh my sullen. goodness. But you know, it's so weird because a lot of people like I was getting a lot of feedback and they were like very upset at Atlantis winning and stuff or or being like you know and and they they want me to be ups- like as upset as them. Why? And I'm like <laughs> I'm like you guys know who you're asking. I mean, it's work. Exactly. People are gonna the guys Sombra's basically getting the bigger payday than Atlantis probably in this. Oh, easily. Yeah, so it's easily. like I'm not I'm not gonna feel bad. This isn't like he lost his match his mask the first year he was wrestling. Yeah, he, he built up his character and he became a and you know, he's young. He's somebody that maybe not now, but at some point would get back into WWE's radar or some other promotion. Mm-hmm. He'll get a chance now Absolutely. without a mask. Because, I mean, you know how Americans are. They're not very into the whole mask thing, the promoters. Yeah, if they are, they don't know how to They don't to get it, it, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was... It, you, oh, here's another thing. If you want to talk about my nitpicking, I think it was the first match. They did that spot where the referee was 
about to count three, and one of the heels grabbed him by the foot to, to stop the count. Uh-huh. That was the semi-main. Was that the semi-main? Yeah, because okay. I think it was Rush that did that. It was, um... Well... Might was, have been La Mas- well, who was Well, it? I was going to say, that's what caused... Might have been Rush. ...the disqualification in the uh, first fall of the Atlanta Sober match. Yeah. But before... Nothing yeah, I know. They did that in an earlier... I yeah, can't remember I which hate, one. I, I think that... I shouldn't nitpick, but I hate that spot. It's like... Can you imagine if an umpire, somebody's about to slide into home plate and somebody and shoves a, the umpire? I don't mind. It's wrestling. They it is wrestling, wrestling, but... I would rather they do that than the bump that um, Tirantis took off LA Park, which I don't think you watched. I didn't, know. Yeah, he took... That was... If you watched that, I think you might have read what Dave wrote about it. Mm-hmm. It is one of the worst bumps you'll really? ever see. Yes. Tirantis was nowhere near LA Park for him to bump into him. So LA Park had to do a whole... Reroute yeah. his direction towards him to make it look like he was bound bumping into him. Oh god! And it, it looks so like it looks yeah. so like lame. Well, but that was like really bad timing. That wasn't bad timing. That was a bad direction. Wow! That wasn't bad timing. That was a bad direction. It was horrible. <laughs> That's not a bad timing. Well, here's the thing: is, I, is I'm used to the old the old. Uh, that was a stupid like. Bump. With, it, I'm used to the old thing of. The referee cluelessly looking the wrong way, yeah. or the manager. I don't mind the pulling. The pulling of the leg, I don't mind. The only, the only reason, reason it, it drives me crazy is he sees who's pulling him, and he sees the person is affiliated. With yeah, the heel. he should just say, "Oh, disqualification." Yeah. And so when I saw uh, Rush come pull the referee, I figured, "Oh boy!" And then the referee disqualifies him. I'm going, "Oh, oh. that's cool." And finally. then Ram- Rambo jumped in and kicked everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> You knew that was Rambo, right? I did not know that was Rambo. How do you not know this? Aren't you a wrestling fan? <laughs> I am, but you know me and my... Uh, no, you're not the only one. There were other people when they, when he first got the commissioner role. Yeah. People were like, who's that? Who's the guy with... I go, dude, that's Rambo. I did not know And they're like, him. how do you not... I go, it's Jose Luis Mendieta, Rambo. I did not recognize him. Yeah. You... I did not recognize him. Uh, you're probably thinking, Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amusing. Yeah. That's yeah. why I said Jose Luis Mendieta because I was like, maybe Chris doesn't know what I'm talking about. Rambo. No, no, I knew who you were talking yeah. about, but I was just like, that was him. Yeah, and then um, no, I, I, third I, fall I, was great though. Like the third fall was great. Actually, the whole match. Atlantis, I Atlantis the did whole... the two topes, the tope and the plancha. The that, plancha. Uh, and the tope that Sombra did, uh, the corkscrew, the tornillo. That was beautiful. Yeah. That was just awesome. Yeah, and then I dug. We were talking about that spot where um, he was um, putting him in the armbar. On the ropes, on and the he ropes. wouldn't break it. And then he wouldn't break it. And then Atlantis was like able to roll himself around yes. over something. And 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 rather than let break the hold, La Sombra still kept the hold on and like just switched them to the other yes. side. Yes. And then Atlantis finally broke out of it. I was like, man, that was just a great struggle. Spot. It was beautiful. And yeah. it was like, it's like uh, Sombra wasn't just Rudo. He was super heel in this. Yeah. He just uh, went all out. No, the way they put him over, it's like both he and Rush it's like the story was they threw everything they could to beat Atlantis and they could not yeah and that was just, it was just an awesome awesome match and then when the as, as, the, as the match when the, once the match is over Atlantis goes on the mic and because La Sombra originally want, didn't want to give him the mask remember mm-hmm. he was like walking out yeah and Atlantis told him you know be a man yeah be um, you lost accept it give me your mask and so La Sombra grabs the mic and says you know I'll, I'll admit, I, I'll, I agree, I'll give you my mask. I lost to a legend. And as he's saying he lost to a legend and, and mm-hmm. gives him respect and everything, you see Rush just, like, looking at him, like, 
fuck are you talking <laughs> yes, about? Yes. You saw Rush. He was like, dude. I did. Like, he was very upset that he was saying all that stuff. But that's a great... See, that's a great heel duo. That's like... They are awesome. They're both... in. Remember... It's too bad it's... Because they have very similar um, Paraguayo Hector Garza chemistry. Oh, easy. They have a similar chemistry. Except they are not like... it's Wrestling's not as hot. They don't have their great foil. But Atlantis is their... They're the legend they're trying to take down. Yes. Because remember when that was what Perro did also. He was trying to take down um, Atlantis, Nero Casas. Mm-hmm. And that's when it started picking up. And then Mystico became the, the hot act. And they started feuding with him and all that. It, and remember, it wasn't it just like three or four years ago where Rush was like a punchline. Uh, yeah, in yeah. Pot. And like, I, I got to be honest. Probably 2000, what was it? 2011, 2011 yeah. I want to say, yeah. And I remember, I, I... That's when he kind of started moving up. Like, I think... Early late 2011, mm-hmm. he was was when we were like, "Hey, this guy's not that bad." He's yeah, and I especially love it. I'll never forget the uh, first time I saw him totally being a technico, but playing to the crowd booing him. He was in the middle of a high spot, and as he bounced off the rope, there were some boos, and he just stopped. yeah, he just stops and looks at him like, "I just thought this guy's yeah. this guy is just tailor made yeah. to be Rush." So down goes one of the. Great mask of Lucha Libre, La Sombra. Um, Absolutely. Atlantis, basically, I mean, he's probably got the... I was kind of trying to look through the, the, the list of who he's beaten for mask. I mean, the guy's beaten some pretty big names. Quite a few. Uh, Viano 3 and Ultimo Guerrero, Ultimo Guerrero being the two biggest names, probably. Yes. And then you probably have Mano Negra, La Sombra. And you, you know what's so funny? Talisman, I totally forgot that Tierra Viento dropped his mask to him. Tierra Viento y Fuego. I remember that one. The Animals. Remember the Animals? Yes, yes. Um, who else was there? A couple of other people in between, which, I, I mean, but they were all, like, pretty known names. Like, it wasn't, like... Yeah, these like, aren't just... It wasn't just, like... Yeah, it was stuff. Hombre Bala. He took Hombre Bala's mm-hmm. mask. This wasn't, like, this whole, like, oh, he took, like... I was going through him, and I was like, man, this guy's want some pretty big masks. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like he lost the match, or he won the mask of a local boy in, yeah, you know, was, or something. And, that, that, and, he count, and he didn't even count those. He said that he's won nine big masks matches. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking, he's won more than nine. Wow. Yeah, so he's, cool. he's actually a pretty, been pretty impressive. So what do you think they're going to do for next year? Um, well. Anniversary next year, predicted now. <laughs> Tell me, what are you picking? I'm wondering if they will do Rush and Atlantis. I'm thinking that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I think Dos Leyendas, they do Rush Volador. Because that was my first thought, is maybe they would do Rush, Rush Volador, Volador next year. But I think you're calling it right that they'll do that for the Dos Leyendas. You never know. They might actually like add, They might do what they did with um, Ultimo the Foursome. And maybe throw mm-hmm. in another mask in there. Like some guy with that another mask. That would be interesting. And have Atlantis, some other mask guy, Volador and Rush, and let Rush and. But I'm thinking more or less it's going to be Rush, Volador, and Dos Leyendas. It, and then. Um, well, and it's. Atlantis, sounds, Rush, and Anniversary. It sounds for like all the, the, the nonsensical. They're still getting that one big gate. Yeah, yeah. For all the nonsensical stuff that CMLL does, it seems like they are planning ahead as far as feuds go. I mean. Nah. Nah? Nah. Okay. Just that one. I'm mistaken. No, no, just not, the, not all just the one, down just the line. The one I mean, big. the, the, you know... Because the, if they had this planned out, they would have. we would have already kind of figured out, okay, maybe... I mean, I think there's fans who could figure out... Because, I mean, really, La Sombra... I, I would have waited with La Sombra for maybe another two years. Mm-hmm. And at La Sombra versus Dragon Lee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just because you need to elevate some of these other guys. Although La Sombra without the mask is going to be fine. 
And I like how people are saying, oh, he needed Atlanta's mask to move up. And it's like, eh, he's pretty much already beaten. Yeah. He's already taken Felino and Volador Jr.'s mask, which were pretty big. Well, there's guys who move up even though... You know, they drop their mask or their hair to people. I mean, yeah. neighbor neighbor Costas has probably dropped his hair to more people than constantly. Yeah, and he's like a legend up there with Atlantis. Yeah, you know. Although Atlantis, I think also because he's slowed down a lot. Although this match, he kind of didn't look as slow. No, he well, he he put in everything. To yeah, him. yeah. I think he worked it like a well, like he said in, a, in an interview he said. Um, the difference between a mask match and a regular match is that you're going in there and you're defending the mask like it's your life, your livelihood. Yeah, like, I think so that's, that's, how, that's how you make it that's look. That's how you sell yeah. a match. I mean, you know, don't make it look like it's a walk in the park, like, oh, oh well, I lost my mask. I, the only deal. thing I, I did notice that there wasn't as much emotion in this um, as um, there, Ultima as Guerrero. As the Ultima Guerrero. Yeah. The, um, they had, they had uh, Sobra's mom crying. Yes, but it wasn't. It didn't seem as like it seemed a little more worked. <laughs> it did a bit, and they something something you pointed out that I didn't realize is that how Somber said that his family will be there. I think I think Arisa's family wasn't there. Yeah, I, I think Arisa Arisa um, the Japanese girl cried more than <laughs> that's Sombra. Yeah, they should have had her in there. I almost think that whenever they have a match like this. They should have members of both wrestlers' family at ringside. Well, you never. I mean, they could have Atlantis family somewhere. Even if it's a. But they didn't even show them. That's the other thing. They didn't even show at any point because they showed Sombra's family at some point during the match, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's more emotion in the Ultima Guerrero, but I would say I enjoyed this this match a lot more. The match. Yeah. Yeah. I actually thought this was even better than the Volador Sombra match. uh, That one was more athletic, had more, like, stuff to do. Yeah. Well, but this, this guy, this, this was more of a well work because I think there were points where it looked like either guy was going to win because I mean Sombra kept escaping that Landida. And this, this was, and then he kept doing that one on the Shadow Driver where he would pick him up and like the, his finisher. Were, yes, and I thought, oh, it's and over. I just loved how Atlantis was barely getting uh, his move in. Yeah, and when he finally got it, I thought, oh, he's not going to submit. And then we, and then there were points knees. like because the interfere. I think there was even a ref bump at one point. Late was in the match, a, I can't remember if it was a ref bump or it was the referee being distracted. Oh, there, and there's also the referee. There was a ref bump, like at some point, and, mm-hmm. and but nothing happened at that point. The referee also prevented uh, Somber from doing the Martinete. Oh, I mean, there are several things where I said, "Oh, the yeah. Martinete is—is he going to win on?" A I like that how would be lame. <laughs> that would have been lame. And why would they DQ him over that now? Everybody does like some variation of a, a pile driver. It's true, now. but remember how uh, Art Bar lost his match? Uh, but that was back in 1990. Yeah. That was a long time. I always, I always hated it's those a lot different. Of, I always hated those kinds of it's changed over. Match. Yeah, but it's changed over the yeah, last five years. It's not. It's not. Martinet is not the same as it was in '92. Um, so, what did you pick, Atlantis versus Volador? As Atlantis versus Rush, or, or Volador versus Sombra in a hair match? That could actually, <laughs> that could actually happen too. Volador Jr. and Sombra in a hair match. That'd be good. Hey, if, hey, if uh, Sombra starts growing his hair now. Hey, something we do have to bring up is you called it hmm. in Pico Rivera. Yeah, yeah. We were at Pico Rivera and there, there weren't that was many people. about a people. year ago, was it? Two years ago, wasn't it? It's two I'm years ago. On how long like ago 2013. Yeah. yeah in uh, September and there 2013. There are probably more wrestlers on the show than fans. Yeah. So we see this one guy walking into the, the what was it? Like a, It's like a bull. Like a rodeo. It's, like a, it's a rodeo. It's a rodeo, ring. yeah, a rodeo ring. And um, there's a guy going to check his merchandise, and it's like this really buff dude hanging out with some other guy. And I, I point, I tell Kurt, hey, look, there's Sombra. 
And I looked at him, and I I had no idea yeah. if you were right. I didn't know, but uh, you called it. That yeah, because I could tell just the way a, a guy him. walks or something. You could tell it's it's them. And he has such a cocky look on his face. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of thought, oh, he might be right, but I, I wasn't certain. But you called it. Yeah, you're like, that, oh shit, you, the way, yeah, the, just the way he walked. Ever since he started doing the, the ingobernables thing, that's mm-hmm. when I was like, yeah, that was that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's so it's so weird that because like when Mephisto was here, remember we asked the guys to ask Mephisto for an interview, mm-hmm. and the guys because the guy said um, the, the 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 wrestlers in the back were coming out and telling us Mephisto was there. Mm-hmm. So we tell we tell one of them, can you ask uh, Mephisto if we could interview him? Mm-hmm. They're like, we can't. And and we're like, why not? We don't know which one's Mephisto. <laughs> and we were just laughing because they couldn't tell. Because all these guys take off their masks and they can't tell who they are. <laughs> well, the other subject that we're going to discuss tonight, we brought up in the last podcast, is which luchadores or promoters are actually in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame and who should be? And we we actually miscounted we probably guessed wrong the number mm-hmm. I think we said about 40 we were lower than that at least yeah, I was surprised 29 to 31 between, yes depending on how you consider who you consider some of these like Eddie Guerrero Eddie Guerrero and um, Ultimo Dragon I mean they were they were in Mexico but they also gained fame outside yeah. of Mexico so yeah. that's kind of like I was kind of not sure so it's roughly 29 31 total yeah in fact I in fact I remember uh when Eddie Guerrero was on the ballot, I was thinking, okay, how do they count this guy? Uh, Mexico, United States, Japan. He mm. was pretty much everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's like... The um, same with Ultimo, Ultimo Dragon. No, there were a number. Or Ultimate Dragon. How Ultimate they, Dragon. How they called him in, um, early in his um, WCW right. run. Uh, now, there's a lot of guys who were... Entered into the Hall of Fame the very first year just automatically. I think there was six or seven, I think. And then the following year was the same thing. Now I six know, and seven. Yeah, one. now I know Cavernario Galindo was one of them. Yeah. Uh, so was Negro Casas. I think it went all the way up Soto, to. Um, obviously. Yeah, it actually went. I, I think it went up to Mel Mascaras. So it might have been more than that. Oh, okay. Because so Rene Guajardo. I, yeah, because then afterwards it was Ray Mendoza and Antonio Pena and all those other guys. Yeah, now. Uh, actually, no, I think those guys went in also. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh, Black Shadow. It cuts off at Dos Caras and Black Shadow. They were they were right after. Yeah, Black Shadow. Okay, if, say he wasn't. He wasn't in the first group. Oh, he wasn't. Okay, okay. And I'm trying to remember. Was he ent- Was he voted in, or was he put in as an overlooked historical figure? I didn't check that. I'm curious about that because there's some guys in here who I think definitely. Should I'm be pretty here. sure, like if I asked every Mexican I know, mm-hmm. like who was a lucha fan or grew up on lucha, and they and you asked them. Is Black Shadow in the in the in the in the Hall, hall of Fame? They would say yes. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know, and if he wasn't, they'd be all shocked if he wasn't because he's basically like the one name every everybody remembers. Yeah, he was right one after of those, right after Santo and all those guys. He was one of those guys when I started really trying trying to decipher what was in the boxy lucha mags, and mm-hmm. when I started rereading them in the late eighties, you know, that's when I realized was what a big deal he was. Yeah. I didn't know about his. Feud with Santo and Blue Demon, and uh, well, not feud with Blue Demon. He was Blue Demon's tag partner. Uh, just what a turning point that was in the whole mask versus mm-hmm. mask uh, deal. Um, now, I, I would say I think just about everybody belongs in my eyes. 
Well, I remember there was that doubt with Antonio Pena at one point. Mm-hmm. But then, like, because how, how bad AAA got, like, towards um, after Conan's group left. Yes. But then, if you watched what he was still able to do with that limited crew, he was a great booker. He really was. Because, I mean, that's that's when you know somebody's good. When they have a limited amount of people, that's what, that's what always made Jerry Lawler and the Memphis scene so popular because they weren't always using the best na- known talent. No, sometimes they have sometimes they have this guy. Yeah, and you're like, who the hell is this guy? Like, when he had Billy Joe Travis and all those guys. No, just kidding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well you know, I, I remember their period. Remember, I got to tell him Billy Joe Travis was great, and it's like, yeah, but I, you got to remember, I'm a. I, I grew up in Texas. Guys in bleached blonde curly hair wasn't like the. That wasn't cool to us. We were like, what the fuck is that? Oh, and I'm Mexican oh, too. <laughs> in fact, I remember. I remember. When they remember when they had to make those videos in Memphis for like the fabulous ones, and uh, I can't remember what it yeah. was. There was, I can't remember if there was a rumor going around that Memphis that the Memphis promotion might do some shots in California or something like that. And people were, yeah, saying, you mentioned the Rock and Roll Express one, yeah, yeah. And everybody was saying, Oh, the Rock and Roll Express would get over so well there. I'm going, Um, yeah. no, no, this was before MTV was nationwide, and I'm like, they would look like such dorks in California. Yeah. And those those fabulous one videos of them in the blue jeans. They would. You're like they're like them. <laughs> the, the boys in West Hollywood yeah, would love yeah. them. And and a lot of when I told people that back then, they said, "I don't know what you mean." I'm going, yeah. "Yeah, I know the girls probably love those fabulous ones videos, yeah. but if you showed them here in California, they'd say, yeah, West Hollywood, you know, you know, bring out the boys, <laughs> <laughs> boys in the band.' But uh, um, in fact, there's a few of those people who I brought that up to a few years ago and they claim they never they said oh no we always knew that uh yeah, that people like, yeah, think it was right. a gay video i said no you didn't <laughs> like no you didn't because i changed your then you're, you're lying but uh that that was around the same era when uh wayne ferris before he's honky tonk man wrestled as punk rock wayne ferris in alabama and the punk rock look was uh he had like one of those blonde uh, ponytails, bleach blonde ponytail, uh-huh. and I, I want to say a mullet. And a friend of mine was asking one of the wrestlers there, "Okay, if a real punk walk, rocker walked into that arena, one from LA who looked like he was at a Black Flag, the guy said, oh, the audience would run for the door and say, <laughs> they would be scared out of their mind, yeah, well, actually, or they'd try to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, one or the other. Yeah, them. yeah. Some because would panic, some would get their considering guns out, yeah. the stories we've heard about Southern wrestling. Yeah. Well, you know, Southern wrestling is a lot like lucha. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I agree. Because I, agree. I mean, the, the same passion you hear from lucha fans is very similar to Southern wrestling fans. They get very upset. The Mexicans get very upset about these mass matches. Like, dude, you guys, it's not real, you know. It's exactly. It's, Sombra knew yeah. what was going down. Yes, he, yes. Uh, he probably agreed to it. Well, of course he, pro- you know. I they, mean, I, he, even if he agreed to it recently, I'm sure he knew that. Yeah. What was going on, and he probably sees us as advancing the career, which yeah. it will. At you know, if he's thinking about not wrestling in Mexico in the long term, at yeah. some point he's gonna be he's gonna be a bigger star in other countries too. So. um you know, there, there's a lot of the legends on the Hall of Fame list. There's, of course, uh, let's see, there's Alfonso Dantes, Salvador Luteroth, of course, Francisco Flores, Tarzan Lopez. Uh, now, are there any people that you think... I think they all should be in there. They're all fine. How about any, like, obvious exclusions? Are there any where you think they just absolutely should be in there? Well, I mean, Cien Cara, everybody that's in this year's ballot, like Cien Cara, Piano 3. Yeah. Um, who else was in that ballot? 
Can't remember. I wish I had in front of me. Yeah, I, I, I forget as soon as Yeah, but those those are the two uh, Misioneros, Los Brazos. Those are both. Those are some other ones. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of people that Huracan Ramirez, which I'm still amazed that they're not in that. Now Huracan of all of them, Huracan is one who should have been put in initially. He should have been put in initially just because they're he's basically like he's right there. I mean he's right there with Rayo de Jalisco, the the father. Exactly. He's up there with he's not up there with Santo, but he's up there with that group. But he he was part of that. Yeah, he's not up there with. Santo. I think what happened with Huracan Ramirez is he's the he's the one that couldn't protect his identity. Mm Hmm. And so you had so many of these like fake Huracan Ramirez oh, all over the world, all not just yeah. in Mexico, all over the world. I mean, we. Oh, I didn't know about this. About you were hung out with the guy in L.A. But it's still a lucha scene. I thought, yes. like, okay, yes, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, yeah. I think he's the most imitated wrestler yeah, so it's in like, the business. So it's like, why, why? I think people probably view that as like a, like a. a, a a drop in his legacy or something because of that. Which is odd to me because I think yeah. the more imitated you are... I don't know. I just figure. And then he also did a lot of like... I don't know. It's he just, did scores of movies yeah. too. I mean, that guy he probably really, made as many movies as Santo. Um, yeah, I think he's a shoe one. I mean, I'm not just a shoe one. I think he should be in. He should just be in there. Um, somebody I've been learning a bit about recently is Jack O'Brien. Mark Cole oh just Nero Casas playing with his um, granddaughter. Oh, that's too cute. Oh, who said that? Mark Cole sent that? Yeah. That's an awesome Mark Cole stalking CMLL wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> In the next issue of Odessa Steps. Odessa. <laughs> um, now, now he's got X. Now he's, now he's pretty much got... He can... Dr. Lucha, Kurt, Dan, and I. we all like to rip pick on people so Mark Cole has joined the group that's right actually Cubs fan and um, Robbie Hardy does too so <laughs> we're all there we're all there hey. we're all that's one of the initiations and being Lucha fans we all like to like poke fun at each other uh, absolutely <laughs> if somebody hasn't ribbed you yeah <laughs> it's a Lucha tradition so exactly. we continue it we totally. extend it yes um, we must what were you saying that. about um, one guy I've been reading well one guy I've been reading a lot about uh, well, I don't think he's a shoe in just because a lot of people aren't aware of him, but Jack O'Brien is a guy, uh, you know, who was a wrestler initially out of Texas who ended up becoming one of the pioneering stars in late 30s, early 40s, and who actually became pretty powerful in the promotion. Mm-hmm. One of the guys who recommended both uh, El Santo and Blackie Guzman to be pushed. Uh, uh, and later was you know a big shot in the commission. Uh, somebody who I think should at least be on the ballot. Well, I mean, you could just look at that list that um, Super Luchas did a few years ago, where they had like mm-hmm. um, they did their top one hundred. And I mean, there's a lot of people that you could kind of make an argument for. In fact, I think that's the that's where their most emissions are. Is I think there's a number of wrestlers in the pioneering era in the 30s and 40s who should be in. You know, but it's only the guys like Tarzan Lopez or Santo, yeah, who are in there. Yeah. I, I, I think there's some. It'd be you need to have somebody who can like research all that stuff and like exactly. say, guarantee, like confirm it. Like, hey, yeah, that guy. Absolutely. Well, I mean, like even like a guy like Dorel Dixon was like really big in Mexico. Yes, like, absolutely. I, I'm surprised at how much, how often you read about him and like Carlo Lagarde. There's the other one. Yeah, yeah. That's the other one that and, like he's not he's not even on there, and like I think people don't even pick him. They, but I think it's because no, but people voting aren't familiar with him. But that dude is like constantly mentioned on in the magazines. Well, totally he's constantly, 
And like I said, they held have, the title constantly. The like title, was, well, one of the titles for a seven-year stretch. I think yeah. they. I think it's because people think he, we're talking about Karloff Lagarde Jr., <laughs> <laughs> who was in, who was okay at best, but he was good. But yeah. I assume he was never really into yeah. it because we didn't hear. Well, they asked. Um, they asked Mano Negro about his son. Mm-hmm. He said his son, his son is out of the business. Remember, there's a Mano Negro yeah. Jr. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, and I wonder. I wonder if some of the senior wrestlers are partially relieved when they're. Kids. I would actually like to see like some of those guys, like Fishman and all those guys, be get at least one time. Like yeah. they should just do one where he like has, like has a discussion of like some of the guys who maybe should be in. Like, I mean, they, they might never get in. They might not be like El Dandy, who's going through a tough time right now. Oh, um, I, I wondered. In fact, I wanted to ask you, what's the story about? That? His wife had an operation. I don't know what it was. He just said she's in poor health and mm-hmm. had needed to have needed to have surgery, and so he started. Um, he started um, selling some of his items. Mm-hmm. Like he sold um, some boots. Wow. And a Bible that was given to him by Eddie Guerrero. I remember that, reading yeah. that part about the and, Bible. And um, so some of the wrestlers started helping out, like Pentagon Pentagon Jr. Oh, very cool. Donated a mask for him, signed mask wow. for him to wow. sell. And um, he's he, he's available to wrestle three more um, shows. Wow. Which I don't know why. I mean, that, I doubt he's I don't even know the guy, and it breaks yeah. my heart to hear Yeah, he even said he, he, he's open to get booked in the U.S. Wow. But I'm like... Dude, you're not gonna make money for the, your whatever you need oh, your, for geez. your life. Now, now, is the auction still ongoing? Because I know this was a few days ago. Yeah, I think it was. I think some of them ended on Saturday, but I think it's something that's he's gonna keep going. Like, because he needs. I, I was it, told he needed the money right away. For any of us who want to look into it, is it? It's on his Facebook. It's page. on his Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Roberto Gutierrez Frias. Okay. His real name, Roberto Gutierrez. Actually, I linked to it on. Yeah, the, let, I'll link well, to it. Let's on all here. look into it because, I mean. <laughs> That's something I'd actually. Yeah, the, the one to. the one bad thing in Mexico is that they do um a lot like to donate stuff. Mm-hmm. They ask you to donate into their bank account. Mm-hmm. Like they'll give the bank account and they'll figure it out. I'm yeah, sure. There's a way they do it over there, but um like for us, it's so we're used to like PayPal and GoFundMe and stuff like that. Yeah, that it's like for us, that's much easier than like I wouldn't send them like money to a bank account. Yeah, what. And we've talked about this before. What's with the PayPal phobia in Mexico? It seems like I, I was just so surprised at Kling, the CMLL thing. It's, but that was an American site. That's a. I mean, that's a non-Mexican right. site. So right, but yet they seem so. Resistant. And they still lost like a PayPal. bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's one thing I think. That's constant. You imagine eleven thousand times ten is um, like one hundred ten thousand, right? Yeah, <laughs> they would have made one hundred ten thousand. <laughs> they wouldn't have made that. They probably they probably would have like made half, like fifty five thousand. Well, that you know, as much as I like CML, there there's all these things where they're not really on the curve. <laughs> you know, they're they're not because they had eleven thousand. They it was a twelve bucks, a hundred and thirty two thousand. Mm-hmm. But then you figure you take out the two dollars the the fees, maybe maybe the the clean would have taken that. Yeah. So maybe like maybe. Fifty thousand, sixty thousand, probably was would, would they would have made it, it, it if all yeah. those people paid. Wow. Which I doubt they would have ever I done. Doubt. That. I doubt. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I mentioned, am, I mentioned, best case for me was the thousand. I'm still thinking a thousand people might have paid. Probably. I, you know, and it's still. I, but I doubt. That. I feel very fortunate. This was my first internet pay per view ever, and really? I was expecting. Like I said, I had alternate plans in case it didn't. Uh, if it if it didn't pan out, 
And, you know, they started late, so my first thought was, oh, there must be something wrong with the iPay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you saw my tweet where I wrote, oh, Yes, and I think I tweeted back to yeah. you about it. yeah. And so when it came on, I'm going, oh, well, let's see how this turns out. I was expecting it to be the second match. I thought maybe the first match didn't come off. And I went, oh, no. No, they just started. started. They just got it. They just couldn't get it hooked up. And so, yeah. It worked fine, the whole show. I hope they keep doing it. Um, What were were we talking about? What other luchadors were for the one hall thing? Yeah, like I said, Lagarde is probably the one that I think is the big omission. Yeah, I think he really should be. And if if Guajardo is, I mean, Lagarde and him were like a, a team for... I mean, they're really thought of as the technical yeah. Rudos of yeah. the era. And, uh... And Popey Teku should be in, too. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Popey should but be But Ciancaros is the other one that, I mean, if you're going to get guys from the... Because there really isn't that many well, people. Well, I, I, think, I think people are seeing Ciancaros the way they see Sangre Chicana. They didn't see his glory years. No. I mean, I didn't see Sangre's glory years until you pointed out some matches to watch and uh, he he's not even on the ballot and I think Pirata Morgan should probably be considered too yes there's a lot of guys that should be considered they're just not and then the other trouble is that Dave that's about when Dave's era he started watching so he might not view those guys as as stars exactly but he doesn't he also didn't watch a lot of their stuff like he doesn't know the history doesn't know a That's lot about true. that. I don't think he really started watching a lot of it until like the early 90s. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was pretty wowed when we went to Japan and saw... Because the way he like comments on stuff, it's like, okay, he wasn't really watching. He just knew the names, watched maybe a couple right. matches. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're watching a lot of wrestling, that's... Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so much wrestling out there now. Yeah. I mean, that's why I... I mean, I used to say, oh, I'm going to try to watch the New Japan. I'm going to try to watch this and that. I'm just, I don't have the time. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find time just to watch enough Lucha. I mean, Lucha is what I'm passionate about. I I mean, I know the New Japan shows are awesome. They're really good. But Lucha is my cup of tea. That's what I like. And that's what I'm going to watch. You are know? you even watching Lucha now? Because you say that and you don't. I'm starting to. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Like I said, this last You're one, watching the Friday. Do you yeah. Watch and and the, I got to say this. I mean, you have, you're not watching every show, but you're watching it more than usual. As regular yeah. as I can now. It's yeah. it's. I, I'm having a blast watching CMLL these days. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'd say this this year between... And then we are going to a lot of Lucha shows, too. Yeah, yeah. That's I was going to say in this year, 2015, between what I've seen of CMLL on uh, TV or on the internet and then the indie shows we've gone to, I, I think I've had more fun watching wrestling this year than I've had in a long time. Yeah. And that's why we stopped going to American indie wrestling shows. <laughs> <laughs> because they always last five, six hours. <laughs> yeah, they, a lot of them do. Yeah. That's one thing promoters don't learn. But PWG at least is fun. PWG it's is good. an amazing promoter. Although I don't think I could sit through four hours in, in like a, in, with a packed crowd. It's, I'd be claustrophobic. I'd be like, oh my well, God. Well, that's why I like going to one of their shows every couple of years is because they're very good, but they're very long. And yeah. I just don't... I, I don't like long shows. Yeah. I just don't. You know, I'm not that passionate. I'm used to the Lucha shows where it's like two hours and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well, I'm... I remember when I was a kid. And you have, like, an extra hour just to hang out outside, like, wait for whoever's out there to, like, talk to them. Exactly. That's how we got so many of the interviews, like Volador and Nerokasa. Exactly. It's a combination of enjoying the wrestling, but also being able to powwow and meet some people and, you know. Except that one expensive show that we went to that we kind of, like, <laughs> that kind of tapped us. It was like, holy shit. 
that was costly. I did, that's one where I think it was, since you do the website, I think you should write that ticket off on your taxes. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's all part of my e-com the e-commerce. Absolutely, business. man. I like was a this is part of my e-commerce. I had a great time, but I. Uh, in fact, they ran another show recently that was also a, a huge ticket price. And, yeah. But the difference was that show had uh, that had Negro yeah. Navarro, Matematico. Uh, that was the one we went to. A ton of legends. Yeah, yeah that was, was worth, worth the money. And this last one, I think, is just a small handful of... It's the next one, next week. Is that next week? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You're confusing FMLL with um, Lucha Libre VIP. Lucha Libre VIP is not as expensive. Because the FML, that was the Florentine Gardens one. Yeah. We to. Yes, and yeah. that's the one that's going to be next week. But, yeah. they, but they don't have that big a roster as they did that one time. I mean, this was a special show we went to. Yeah. I mean, Matematica. But the, no, they brought in some of the old guys. They brought in, they're brought they bringing in old guys. That's the thing. They're bringing old guys. Okay. I think they're bringing Cobarde, Blue Panther. Yeah, yeah. It is the one I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. It, and, but it's like, this isn't... Yeah, but you're... Because when you say the most recent, they haven't been... They haven't... It's been Lucha Libre VIP. Gotcha. You've gotcha. been confusing Lucha Libre VIP with um, FMLL. Now they're going to get mad at you because they always get mad. And now they're going to get mad at you. But but I don't mind because they're getting mad at each other, all the local yeah. promotion. They're finally <laughs> starting to get mad at each yeah. other for promoting on the same day yeah, and well, stuff like that. It happens. Yeah. There's only so many Sundays. Run a Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say there's more Lucha Libre in Southern California on a Sunday than any time I can ever remember. And it's actually usually it's good because they bring in a lot of the guys, like the top guys. Yeah, like, I, there's some really good. I mean, there's been some really good quality shows. Although now I'm I'm curious to see how they work out the Doctor Wagner Alley Park situation because some of those shows brought in CMLL guys that had um, Alley Park. That'll be interesting. The show that we went to had Alley Park, but it also had yes. Blue Panther. Yes. They, I'm sure they'll do something where it's like, yeah, we'll let them work a different match and not, not work the same match. <laughs> something like that. They do that all the time. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, awesome pay-per-view. I dug it. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what is next in the CMLL chat. Well, next week is Rush versus Volador as the main event. And that's going to be bitching. I don't, I don't know if it's going to air on online, but it'll be on Azteca, the channel... Okay, this, this next week being this next Friday, yeah. yeah. So, like in three weeks, it'll air on TV. Okay, so you don't um, know if it'll be on Clara Sports? I don't know. I don't. Know. They they had mentioned they're going based on what um an uh, Khan said. An Khan said mm-hmm. that they would be on for four weeks. Oh, so but okay, I don't okay. know if she knew more. <laughs> but we figured the Khanists are much better at giving out information than some of the. <laughs> The CMLL people. Well, I hope the Claro Sports continues because I've been digging it. I think they'll add, they'll probably answer it by by um, Wednesday. Probably Wednesday they'll answer that they're not going to be on or something. Now, being as I have not, I've only started recently watching the Friday night shows. Have the Friday night shows just recently been hot because they were building to the anniversary, or are they usually this good quality? On and off. On and off. On and off. One week they're good. One week they're bad. Because these past couple weeks, I just had to blast it. Although the last, like the, I think maybe once they started airing on Claro Sports, mm-hmm. some of the matches looked a lot better. Cause I, but I, then again, we wouldn't know because we didn't watch. It. I know yeah. we well, were only watching two or three matches every week. Because watching wrestling since 1973, I, I, I always pay attention to the way they construct a show from opening match. Yeah, well, we to didn't know we, you, without the without that online, we wouldn't know what exactly what exactly. Doing. What I loved about uh, the shows I've seen is I think they do it very well the opening matches are really really good quality matches but they're not something that's trying to blow everything out of the water it's like yeah. they 
each map progresses into something cool and uh, well and the new Peste Negra with Carbonaria last week was like the highlight <laughs> yeah they got it and you know if Mr. Nieva showed up like sober all the time mm-hmm. he would it, it wouldn't be such a bad situation but I mean the fact yeah. that they let him in the ring like that's bad that yeah that was yeah. Mm. okay well I and it's disappointing that Ali Park and Dr. Wagner Jr. couldn't stay in their best it behavior. is. It is. I, I Although mean, I think Dr. Wagner Jr. was bound. That was bound to happen with him. Whereas Ali Park was just a complete fuck up on his part, and he's not apologizing. He's being like the, he's being like the, the rebel he is basically. Yeah, this is true. I, I'm well. I think like a lot of people, I'm just surprised it happened that quickly. I yeah. thought I thought it would last at least through the anniversary show. That's what I thought. I yeah. thought anniversary show, and it's it's they're done. Do you think? Do you think had they stayed... Dr. Wagner Jr. is not coming back. I don't think he will. Well, no, no. I was going to ask if they stayed for the anniversary show. I know it didn't oh, do you think they would sell come out. Back? Do you think it would have filled the arena, them being there? Or yeah. Anything? Okay. It would have yeah. filled. Because it was kind of... It was full, but it wasn't completely... Yeah, because what I did like... Because it looked like it was 80, 85%. Right. Because there were a lot of empty seats in some areas. Like the blue areas, you could see like blue, some blue. So that probably would have made a difference I think they would have, yeah. I mean, the one thing I was jazzed about is when all was said and done as far as just a critical standard as far as the show went they're not being there was a non-issue aside from the fact that it would have sold out I mean yeah. I, I didn't uh, after the show was over I didn't sit there thinking oh damn I missed L.A. Park and uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. I just said I only missed them when Thunder was in the match <laughs> oh god yes yes we're watching Thunder because I mean Shocker was still working hard he even did that tope where he almost missed Marco <laughs> yeah yeah I think and that's the other interesting thing with CMLL is but you know the other thing is when even if you thought that you're like they have a deep roster they could have put in somebody better oh yeah with, from their own roster easily easily Titan Bobby Zabala Mephisto um, Carvernario. Carvernario. Yeah. There's a countless other guys that they could have put in. What is funny, even with the older workers who've had issues and are past their prime, like Shocker, they have they their roster has some of the most charismatic guys. And yeah. Yeah, you think they'd get rid of either that would have been great too. True, true. And I know when I was telling Volador Jr., he was like confused when I was telling him how great I thought Stukita was because I told him I thought he was the best, second best technical in the, mm-hmm. or maybe the best technical in the promotion and he's like really and I go yeah he's like but he's a midget he's a he's a enano he's like I go yeah but I mean he's taller than some of the guys in the roster he's like oh that's true you know, and, and also the minis now and this isn't a knock on they are really small when you look at them they like, are but it's thought. like they're not the minis of the early 90s yeah. where they were tiny 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 and it was kind of thought of as as more of a gimmick these guys are solid workers I mean Back in the 70s, they would have You missed the really this. bad ones, though. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. That's there are some bad ones. You just don't... Like, they don't get... They're, like, CML got rid of a couple of them. Well, somebody like... Uh, uh, but they've gotten a lot better... Somebody med- like Masato med- Ruiz or somebody like that back then. Uh, today, they'd call him a mini, probably. There's a lot of know? guys. Like, Ray Mysterio would have been a mini. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If, if, not, if people wouldn't have gone to bat for him. And I... You know, and this is the old man in me. I kind of miss the whole... Like multi weight category. Yeah, yeah. I, I always thought dug that in Mexico. Because I, I, I think like a guy like Stuquita and even like Electrico Astral, they're not small enough. They're big enough where they could work with like a Nero Casas type. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not throwing exactly. them in there with like Ultima Girl, like really. Well, Ultima Girl isn't that tall. Um, like you're not throwing them in there with Thunder. 
Exactly. Or like exactly. Ta- or Euphoria or guys like that. Although I'm sure Euphoria would be good at catching them. Yes, yes. The only one that's really tiny is Shark Sharkercito looks really tiny when you wrestle. He's him. a little dude. He's yeah. cool too. He's I, cool I, dude. I like yeah. him. I've always liked them ever since he dyed his hair like to be a bit <laughs> Sharkercito, I've always liked them. Okay, well We did a show and we didn't insult anybody. Alright, we didn't we're gonna we say that for say, the next podcast. We didn't say anything bad. And you know I actually edited out the other show, so <laughs> uh, uh, so maybe we should, I'm editing out an insult. So if you maybe think, we should come out with an all insult uh, edition of Lucha World. Yeah. We didn't insult. All we just I was just very angry at the at, and it was mostly you. <laughs> I took it out on Dave Meltzer, but it was. Really I good. have to no. I have to come clean about that. that the Rudy Reina story. Bad. The Rudy Reina story. I thought. You read it in both places. You did read it in the both places, though. Yes, but... Actually, you read it in multiple places. <laughs> I totally overlooked that the initial source of reading the whole story about Rudy Reina's connection with Rene Guajardo... That's why I was surprised. ...was through you. Yeah. That was my screw-up. And yeah. I, I want to come out and just say that. That was my F-up. Is The source I read was through you. And then you read Dave's afterwards. When Dave you said that... Yeah, and then I read Dave Meltzer's... And when I was talking about that the previous week, it, you insulted me. I always insult. <laughs> oh, didn't we just say that? Well, that's the that's our role like, as lucha. That's right. As lucha guys, we all like to make poke fun at each other and insult absolutely, each other. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That means in Ramon's talk, that's gaba gaba. Yeah. We accept you, one of us, one of us, or Todd Browning freaks. If you're that nostalgic, <laughs> um, uh, but no, I yeah, I want to say. The article I originally read was Fredo's, and it was a great article. And I... I know, even Nacho... My ba- mind Even is... Nacho Barrera liked it. Nacho Barrera? Yeah, AWA um, jobber from the 80s. <laughs> you didn't know who that is? Nacho Barrera? No. Yeah, he's an 80s wrestler from the AWA. He works indies now, I think. Or he used to work in Whenever indies. I think of an AWA jobber with Here, let me look your name, I always think of how there was that guy in Detroit. I know because I Google searched them. And wrestled like, as the Blue Demon, uh-huh. who was actually a wrestler. Or was it El Santo? There was a Blue Demon and an El Santo in Detroit who was neither the legends. Was some jobber named Gil Guerrero who uh, looked more like Jack Black as Nacho Libre. But I guess I apparently he wore like a, 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 a Santo or Blue Demon mask and wrestled in Detroit and got squashed under that name. So yeah, AWA wrestler Nacho Barrera. Nacho Barrera. Let me look at that. It's still loading. Bishop Baron Von Raschke. Nacho Barrera. A comical look at Baron Von Raschke. Note: separate is misspelled. What? It's the YouTube. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Nacho Barrera. Okay. Well, that's something I'm. Gonna have to take a gander at just. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm gonna look him up. This is too. Funny. Yeah, apparently he worked with um, Rudy. He had wrestled with Rudy Rayner or something. Oh, okay, yeah. I never heard of him, and well, whenever I hear Nacho, whenever I hear Nacho Libre, it's usually from the lips of somebody, a non-wrestling source who knows I love lucha. Uh-huh. And they always ask, "How many times have you seen Nacho Libre?" And I always answer, "Once." Yeah, I know. I think Once. somebody asked me about that recently. I was like, yeah, it's not that good. They seem, and they always seem shocked whenever I yeah, it's like, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't that wowed by it. Yeah, yeah it was so. all right. Yeah. No, it wasn't that good. It was insulting. No, just kidding. <laughs> it wasn't insulting. It's, it's, uh, it's a movie. Yeah. 
I mean, it was it was yeah. fun to watch one time, but it's nothing. Yeah, it's not nothing I'm, I'm going to have repeated viewings of. Yeah. I'll watch the Santo movies it's, over it's, and over. It's not a. It's not like you're going to like Pulp Fiction where you're going to watch it over and over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like Good, the Bad, the Ugly, or some other. Exactly. I think I've watched La Ultima Lucha. That movie, I think I've yeah. watched at least eight or nine times. Yeah. So, okay. Well, until next time, folks. Uh, have have a great time uh, wrestling and non wrestling wise, and I know I'm sounding we'll, especially inarticulate tonight. We'll but... try to be back in two weeks, right? Yes. Okay. We will. Two weeks. We're going to try to get to 100. But podcasts. I will not. I will not put my hair up as a bounty as that because my hair is too valuable, <laughs> especially at my age. So, see you folks in two weeks. Um, have a totally bitchin' time.